2018. Hello, I'm your host, Ali Cornwall Cornwolf at corn underscore wolf on Twitter and welcome to the first Laps Gamer radio recording of 2018. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about what we've played during over the Christmas break and anything related that we got from the big man when he came down our chimneys and emptied his sack everywhere. <laughs> Merci. <laughs> then we're going to look into our crystal balls. Uh, we're going to go slightly back and see what predictions we got right from 2017. And then we're going to look through this coming year, 2018, to see what we think is going to happen in another action-packed gaming year, I'm sure. Joining me is my co-host and good friend, Stuart Neal. Welcome, Stu. Hello. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year to yourself as well. I hope the Christmas break was uh, relaxing for you. Yeah, as as relaxing as it can be with (laughs) family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So just before we get going, we're just going to do a little bit of housekeeping. With this being a new year, we're always trying to change things up a little bit on LGR. And don't worry, before anybody starts to panic, we're not going anywhere. The podcast is changing from a weekly to a fortnightly podcasting. So basically, it gives us a little bit of extra time to do the editing. And the reason for this is we've got quite a lot of people that are very, very busy right now. So Kev and Stu, for their sins, have joined the Year of Shame Challenge 6 this year. Don't know why you've done that, Stu. (laughs) <laughs> no, there was something to do. <laughs> Adam, uh, as well as doing LGR, is also doing his joypads for goalposts and has a very busy job, as do we all right now. Andy has a very young baby, so as you can imagine, trying to juggle things whilst recording is sometimes not quite well done, I guess. You'll know more than I do, Stu. <laughs> yeah, it's um, definitely hard. It depends on whether uh, they're a good sleeper and particularly that sort of first year and what have you with feeding and things like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's not nice. No, no. Uh, and Mark has a crippling addiction for buying games and anything that comes with them. <laughs> Absolutely. I myself have my YouTube channel, uh, which I have neglected a little bit over the last year and also doing the Film Goff podcast with Kev. So as you can imagine, we're all very, very busy, but don't worry, we are very, very much dedicated to LGR. We've just decided to go to a fortnightly show just so we get the quality in for you guys and we're not rushing and having to deal with those gremlins last minute. And it just gives us that little bit of a buffer. I have to say, Stu, I don't know about you, but my hat goes off to the last save loaded guys that managed to do a weekly podcast pretty much 52 weeks of the year. It's crazy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, one other point is that, okay, yes, we are going fortnightly, but what we will try and do is if we have content to be put out or a podcast or if I can get um, sort of any interviews and things lined up, we'll try and get those out on the off weeks. Yeah. So we're not always going to be sort of permanently fortnightly. There will be occasionally um, episodes in between the weeks and things as well. And we hope that a little bit more time will also allow us a little bit more time for potentially writing and things and putting stuff up on the blog site and what have you as well. So yeah, just keep a lookout for content, keep a lookout on their Twitter feed and what have you, and we'll update you on any new bits and pieces that we're working on. Yep, 100%. And it it gives us those extra bits of time as well because last year we didn't do a lot of the playlist games and Ballyhoo episodes and things like that just because we didn't get enough time. We'd love to do yeah. it. We had lots of ideas, but it's just one of those things. So by going to a fortnightly, someone's not going to be dedicated to doing the editing because it does take a while as people do know. And it just gives us that time to play a few more games 
get a bit more in-depth conversations about games. And like Stu says, we'll be doing a lot more uh, with the interviews and, and things as well, just to drop those in mm-hmm. as bonus episodes, I guess. Yeah, basically, yeah. Well, Stu, uh, let's move on. Uh, what did Santa empty his sack under your tree? What did you get? <laughs> uh, Gaming-wise, I didn't get too much. Um, the only two things that I did get were Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on the 3DS and £15 of eShop credit, um, which I then spent on uh, Hakuoki uh, on the 3DS and Azure Striker Gunvolt on the 3DS as well, as part of uh, Nintendo's sort of Christmas sale and what have you. Um, both games usually go for in around sort of 30 quid or so um, on cartridges, and their prices are starting to creep up as well. So they were down to, I think, what's £8 and sort of £6 or whatever. Um, respectfully for each of those, so I got sort of fairly good bargains on those. Wicked. As for Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, um, obviously uh, the reason I bought the Wii U was because I um, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate came out and it dropped down to a price that I wanted, and now that I have the 3DS, I can actually sync up my saves and actually play that on the move now, so that was one of the reasons for wanting to get that. Cool. I, I have to say, Nintendo had a cracking sale on over Christmas. Yeah. The One of the, the studios or developers, I guess, that don't tend to have a lot of sales, um, but this one was great. Mm-hmm. The Nintendo one, yeah, was very, very good. Yeah. Even not including the their own Nintendo stuff, a lot of the third-party stuff um, had a good uh, sort of discount and things. You were talking at least sort of 50%, if not 75% in some yeah. cases on some of those games. And yeah, it was a phenomenal sale, really. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Uh, one other wee present that I did get um, for Christmas was I actually got uh, the controller for the Gear VR headset. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a nice little uh, sort of wire-free touchpad, hmm. um, which acts as a little mouse and what have you within the game itself. has a couple of extra buttons. It means that whenever you're playing games, it can feel a little bit more natural because you're just pressing the button on the controller as opposed to having to press the button on the side of the headset itself. Oh, okay. Um, so it's just a little bit nicer to use. Lovely. For myself, um, my wife was very naughty. Uh, she brought me some new pedals for my wheel. So my uh, Thrustmaster TX wheel. Um, so I've got the T3PA Pro pedals, uh, which I've been after for a while. They went out of stock for quite a while, probably almost a year. They were like gold dust. Uh, so they came back into stock. So I've got those, uh, which basically allow me, I've now got three pedals like you do on a traditional car unless it's mm-hmm. automatic uh, and I can change the layout so you can have what's called the F1 style where they're uh, at the bottom and they kind of like rock along so anybody that's got a uh, a, a German car a lot, a lot of the times the accelerators are like that or you can spin it into GT style so they hang above which is like a lot of cars yeah. so yeah they're, they're really really good did my first race yesterday with them and yeah pretty good mm-hmm. Uh, I've not started using the clutch yet because, yeah, it's weird. But in a game, yeah, it just takes me a while to get my head around it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got a Cronus Max Plus adapter, which is basically a little adapter. I've not had a chance to really play with it that much, if I'm honest. But it's a USB adapter that allows me to use my Xbox controller on my PS4 or my PS4 controller on my Xbox, um, as well as other consoles and things you can put scripts on it and stuff to help you with games not cheating uh-huh. uh, yeah. not that I, I want to do any of that it's more so I can use uh, my Xbox controller because I prefer that first person shooters on the PS4 basically I've, I've seen similar things for um, people who like particular pads or joysticks or whatever uh, for fighting games and things yeah um, wanting to be able to take their um, their joystick basically onto any console or um, any sort of platform what have you particularly for Street Fighter 5 yeah um, but any of the other ones as well. Um, I'm trying to think it's what it's called now. 
no, the names escape me. Um, but yeah, I have seen people talking about them. Yeah, like I say, I'll probably do uh, uh, speak about it a little bit more on a podcast when I know more about it. I've set mm. it up and had a little go, but not really to any depth. Um, on a side note, I think it was back in October, I brought from Cronus Max as well, uh, a drive hub, which allows me to mm-hmm. connect my steering wheel to my PS4 because yeah. basically they're assholes, they're the manufacturers, and they <laughs> won't do a generic one that does both Xbox, PC and PS4. Um, there are yeah. some, but then they don't always, they're not always supported. Uh, so that arrived uh, last week, week before, I think it is. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, managed to have a go at that. Although the, uh, I got, heavily fined import taxes another 30 quid so it ended up costing me close to 100 but hey ho Uh, moving on uh i got a few lego dimensions bits which kev is happy about i guess so i've got the fantastic (laughs) beast story mode or pack Mm, that's the yeah the proper expansion pack with the extra where the redesigned portal or whatever yeah yeah yeah. uh i got the level the simpsons level pack uh, mm-hmm. The Gremlins, just uh, fun pack, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Slimer pack. Um, and then just because I wanted it, and apparently with it stopping, they're going to be selling quite quick. I got the um, Ghostbusters uh, Peter Venkman level pack. Yeah, very nice. Um, just because anybody that's played it, hopefully they'll agree with me, but that's probably one of the best levels you'll play is when you mm-hmm. go into Ghostbusters and it's got the music and stuff. So I've been after that for a while. So I picked that up cheekily in a sale <laughs> nice yeah they seem to be um there's an awful lot of places starting to do the dimension stuff either buy one get one free or discounted yeah. there's the odd deal has been popping up on hot uk deals with people spotted sets appearing in places like poundland and what have you as well um so if there are any that you're missing it's definitely well worth keeping an eye out for them yeah definitely yeah um so there'll be a few bits to get i think i've now got most of the the ones that will give me achievements that are actual full-on uh, extras and the others are just yeah. kind of people that will do extra things but you don't really get anything for if that makes sense yeah so yeah it's all good i was gonna say if you needed to i think kev now has the full set um but you'll need to grovel a little bit and although it'll take him the rest of this year yeah. <laughs> before he finishes it anyway yeah oh god yeah he's done he's done more than me um uh, with mm-hmm. the gold bricks and different things but yeah, well, he's still only a third of the way through the, what, thousand odd or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, Stu, what have you been playing over the Christmas peri- period, if anything? That is a very good question. Um, after our Game of the Year shows, I have been starting sort of my regular spreadsheet full of games um, as I've played them. Yep. So let's go through sort of some of the highlights and things. Um, I've been playing more Monster Hunter stories, which obviously was my game of the year last year. I reckon I'm um, probably about three quarters of the way through it now. Okay. Um, I was looking at my time um, logged in it since I got it in mid-September and I'm now up to 74 hours already. So yeah, <laughs> still with being about maybe two-thirds or three-quarters of the way through it, I've still a substantial amount of time uh, to spend on it and with the content that they've been putting out and the additional sort of tournaments and things and the online battles and things that you can play uh, to get little extra bonus items and things, um, yeah, I'm still thoroughly enjoying it and playing more and more of it. Okay. Uh, I got, uh, I've been playing a little bit of Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on my 3DS as well, um, having now synced up the saves. And yep. uh, so it's been really nice to just go out on hunts um, whenever I have my 3DS away um, from the house and things like that. 
um, and even just sort of curled up on the sofa um, with my wife um, sitting watching TV and I can sit and do a little bit of monster huntering as well on that. Um, other games that I've been playing then, I started and finished Dear Esther, um, the landmark edition um, on PC. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I know an awful lot of people give it an awful lot of stick for being a walking simulator and there's arguments for whether or not it was the original walking simulator. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, admittedly, yes, there's not a whole lot that goes on to it. It's more about the story um, that you're hearing in the background and also your interpretations um, of the story as it sort of unfolds um, with you listening and just, but the game itself is just so beautiful. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if the landmark edition actually upgrades the graphics anyway. Okay. Um, but it does put in a, um, sort of makers or director's commentary, right. um, into it, which is, um, to the developers and Jessica Curry, who also did the soundtrack, um, for the game, um, sort of sitting talking, um, about various aspects of the game as you hit sort of, uh, sort of markers um, along the path on the island and it's really really interesting just to hear them talking about making the game and the design decisions that were made on it and also then how it evolved um, from basically being a I think it was a uh, it was a mod um, from I think one of the Half-Life mods or whatever um, that actually developed then into a full-blown game right um, and yeah really really good really enjoyed that sort of I think it was free with playstation i would imagine it probably was at some stage not so long ago yeah yeah um so it's 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 there ready for me to play i've just not played it yet yep definitely get right into it um total run through maybe about two hours a little less okay um sort of done in four stages or four sort of sections um of the game itself so it's not long um to get through but it's um definitely worth your time Apart from that, I've been playing uh, a little bit of Augmented Empire um, on the Gear VR, which again, I picked up um, cheaply sort of towards Halloween um, there last year um, and just hadn't quite got around to playing because I really wanted to get the Gear VR controller to play that with. Um, But after after playing it at EGX, that was definitely a must-buy for me. Um, And I've been really enjoying um, getting my hands on that, so I have. Cool. Um, from there, then I have just been playing mostly free games, um, just because I've been doing all the sort of the tweets and things uh, from the LGR account uh, for the free games through January. Um, so any of the ones that I've come across and recommended and what have you are there for people to go and search for um, under the hashtag LGR free games. Um, so yeah, go back and have a look at any of those. Yeah, there's some crackers that you've put up um, that I'm going to look at as well. So yeah, definitely check them out. Yeah, no, I really like just throwing really off-the-wall ones on there. Yeah. Um, but there's certainly no harm in sort of bringing attention uh, to the, all the free games that a lot of people know about, but haven't necessarily jumped into um, for whatever reason. And if it encourages maybe even a couple of people uh, to go and have a look at some of those games, particularly the ones that people don't know about, um, then I'm more than happy to do that. Yeah. What about yourself then? Um, a little bit of a list. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I finally managed to complete uh, the main story in Witcher 3. Ooh. Um, so that's taken me, I think, about nine days of gameplay. Um, <laughs> get quite s- sidetracked with um, the side missions and different things that you can do and mm-hmm. leveling up and, and whatnot. It's a fantastic game. And just before Christmas, um, the version on the Xbox One X got a 4K update. Ooh. Not that it needed it, but God damn, it looks great now. <laughs> um, you can The draw distance is incredible and it's really smooth and slick and and whatnot um so i've gone on to start blood and wine 
mm-hmm. um, which is technically the second second expansion, but it doesn't matter which way around you do them. Yeah. Um, so this one's more about um, you're in Tucson. I swear it's Tucson. Anyway, um, and uh, it's about vineyards and vampires, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, loads of fun. Um, just a really, really good game. I'm not going to speak about it too much because I think we've quite a few of us have spoke about it a lot but mm-hmm. so yeah I managed to complete that for a Codec Moments which was mm-hmm. quite good I, w- I went through a bit of a spree of trying to complete quite a few games for the end mm-hmm. of the year you're not the only one yeah <laughs> I and think I, the, co- the Codec Moments guys were inundated um, with people throwing their various games and things um, I think Stuart Cullen had 10 games that he finished yeah um, with at least um, half of those being ones that he got all the achievements on um, if it wasn't all 10 of them. So, yeah. Um, and then I think there was uh, Nick, um, who goes by At Haunted Crime, basically jumped up, uh, I would say, nearly a dozen places um, on Jesus. that list. And just, well, he squeezed into second place. Um, I'd been sitting at third place for most of the year. And then, obviously, because he jumped up into second, um, Vita Fan 9 got pushed down into third, and I missed out on third place by a point. Oh, stay. Oh, no. I think Cullen should be banned. He does it for a living. <laughs> it's not a hobby, is it? Yeah, it's not a hobby. He's good yeah. all the time in the world, so he does. Yeah, yeah he'll love that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I, I did that. I, I also finished Never Alone, which mm-hmm. we did a playlist game for. Yeah, what did you um, Yeah, really good. Really, really mm-hmm. good. Um, I like how it's all in the native tongue of i can't remember the yeah, the inuits or yes yeah um but just a, just a lovely little game looks yeah. great plays great mm-hmm. yeah just a nice little platformer with a, yeah. a decent story i've still to go back and finish that um i'm up to maybe the last maybe sort of the last act as such on it okay um i thought it was maybe a little bit linear um to a degree yeah. overall it, it's not too bad um but i think it's the rest of the package that comes with that game yeah. um there's all the in-depth commentaries the videos um all the different sort of art pieces and things like that um sort of really make it a fully rounded package and uh, definitely worth people's time yeah it's, it's not i wouldn't say it's necessarily a massively challenging game no but it's just a nice game nice yeah. one just to chill out with it is yeah maybe a little bit depressing but you know yeah <laughs> Uh, another one that I picked up a while ago and, and I've now finished is Deadlight, uh-huh. uh, which is a side scroller where it's uh, it's a bit weird because you kind of play in the shadows mm-hmm. um, and, and whatnot, but that's got a really nice little story to it of basically surviving zombies and things and, and whatnot. Um, See, so yeah, I think I picked that up last year or early last. Is either, oh God, it might be 2016's... Um, <laughs> Black Friday, mm-hmm. or it was just in a random sale and it looked good. Actually, I know, was it released last year? I don't know. I don't know. It was released at some point. Oh, um, is which one? Deadlight is the uh, sort of the black and white one, um, almost like sort of Walking Dead-ish, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. There was a, yeah, it's been out for a good while now. There was oh, okay. a director's cut of it released. Yeah, that's what I've got, the director's yeah. cut. Yeah, so that was yeah. released, I think, possibly towards the end of 2016, early 2017. Right. Yeah, um, so, so it was, yeah, I've played. Um, I haven't. I had the original, so I haven't picked up the director's cut. Right. Um, I enjoyed it. It's very um, sort of going back to the classic Prince of Persia esque. Yeah. Uh, sort yeah. of mo- sort of Fates controls and things and like that. Yeah. Um, but even just the way the sort of the movement of the character and things like that, and doing the jumps, um, where you have to be sort of quite precise about it and everything like that. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, so did I have seen one criticism of it is that. 
um, sort of scattered about our identification um, sort of ID cards or whatever, mm-hmm. and they are all named as serial killers. Oh, okay. W- which, to a degree, you know, the criticism was that it's kind of um, glorifying um, being a serial killer should a zombie apocalypse come about and sort of things, which mm-hmm. is to an extent a little bit sort of far. Um, because anybody who may have been affected by any of those, uh, the murders carried out by those serial killers, might see those and you know be obviously um, sort of offended and things. But yeah, um, but overall as a game, I thought it was very very good. Um, yeah, the little very flash- hard in places as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the little flashbacks and things as well um, yeah. sort of really build up a nice sort of story. And if people wanted to consider it that way, it's definitely um, sort of a Walking Dead esque. Um, sort of 2D platformer adventure game. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, definitely yeah. worth your time looking out for. Yeah, really good. Um, other than that, uh, finished South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Uh-huh. Uh, fantastic game. Really, really <laughs> good. Obviously, it made my top three, I think. Um, it's, it's it might have three. been. Possibly. Uh, uh, yeah, managed to, to finish that. I've got to, I think I might try and get the platinum on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a fun game. Really, really fun. Um, there wasn't really a dull moment in it. I mean, it can't get that dull when you just jump in from rooftop to rooftop <laughs> by your farts. Uh, and just the batshit crazy stuff they come out with. But um, yeah, it's South Park. It's great. I waffled on quite a bit on the uh, my game of the year. So uh, mm-hmm. say no more. Yep. Uh, that'll be one that Kev can say a bit more on the year of shame when he's completed it. Yes. <laughs> when? when? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, just just a couple more. Uh, Project Zomboid. Uh, I knew of it, um, but yeah. I haven't actually played it any good. Uh, yeah, so my mate decided to buy four copies. I think it's like 17 quid for four copies. Oh, okay. Um, so gave one to me and my mates. Uh, so we've spent a bit of time between Christmas and New Year mm-hmm. uh, playing that. Uh, and, and it's really, really good. It's like a, not quite a point and click game, but not far off. Oh, okay. Um, and it's, again, zombie apocalypse is probably yeah. a bit of a theme here. <laughs> um, and it's not the best of graphics. It's mm. kind of 16-bit-ish. Oh, okay. Um, but really, really good. Basically, you're in a, a town that's just overrun by zombies um, and you've got to survive, basically. Mm. Um, and you get different skills as you're going along and then you can... Eventually, the power goes out, and if one of you is an electrician, you can hook up a generator, get that going, put fuel in it, go and get fuel, and you have to go on different runs to get um, equipment, guns, um, food. Someone has to learn how to cook, and you have to kind of barricade yourself in, but then you have to go out to be able to survive and different things. Um, Really, really good, fun game. Um, The only reason why we kind of stopped playing it is because (laughs) we died, so it is kind of (laughs) permadeath. Um, but you do get to respawn back in but you just lose all your stats Um, so we were probably just going to jump back in at some point Um, but my mate had set up his own little private server which was which was good fun Mm. Um, but yeah so really really good fun little game Um, technically it was for free so I can't complain put about eight hours into it Mm. Um, and we only all went on if at least two of us were going on at once because you don't want to go and fight off zombies on your own um, but when you find a gun and you shoot it, by God, do the, the zombies come after you. And it's ridiculous, uh, the amount of zombies that are in that game. Um, but yeah, good fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, on Steam. Yep, it is. Well, that's why I was playing it. I think it's only on Steam. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it probably is. Yeah. 
Uh, and then finally, um, a game that probably should have been in my game of the year, but didn't because I didn't have it and then brought it in the sale is Mario Rabbids. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a game. Yeah. Really, really good. Uh, massive fan of, of XCOM. I love mm-hmm. those kind of strategic games where you've got to use a bit of logic and, and whatnot. And although I only picked it up sometime between game of the year and Christmas, I, I think it was sometime in December, didn't get an awful lot of time to put into it, but I'm already on World 4, Level 5. So I've only got a couple of levels to go and I've finished it. Mm-hmm. There's a few bits I need to go back and mop up. So after you've completed a world, you can go back to that world and then there's some challenges in there. And then as you go through the game, you unlock abilities to be able to like smash bricks out the way so you can go through different tubes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it's just a fantastic little game. Mm-hmm. The, the integration with the rabbits and Mario characters is really good. The noises that they make when they come out of the pipes when you go through them makes my wife laugh all the time. <laughs> and it, it is hard, probably not quite as hard as I thought yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just a just a really nice little game, really. Okay. I'm looking forward to possibly doing some co-op, maybe with Kev or mm-hmm. someone. And there's some DLC coming out for it. March, I think. Oh, very good. Um, so yeah, really, really, really enjoying mm-hmm. that. It will be in my game of the year next year. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, just because I, I regretted not getting it. It was at a time where I, uh, I didn't spend an awful lot of games last year because I was fortunate enough to get sent quite a few, um, which saved me a lot of money, but y- you can't buy them all. Um, no. And as, as you can probably appreciate with the year of shame, you miss out on a lot of games if you don't try and complete what you've got. Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, I was actually quite surprised with my game of the year this year in that I had, I think, six games released in 2017. And that's for somebody who doesn't currently own a current gen console, you know, either yeah. the Switch, the PS4, or the Xbox One. So having six, which then obviously either came out on PC or, um, well, Breath of the Wild was obviously the Wii U, um, but either came out on PC or on mobile. Um, yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I will do my little bit in the year of shame. Um, I am trying to, since probably mid last year um, and especially with the code at moments stuff mm-hmm. uh, plugging a few podcasts here um, I am trying my hardest to complete them A because I think the games need it yeah. and I need to clear them off so I, before I buy any more mm-hmm. um, and if there's a little competition involved or you can get involved with something else then it's it's, it's good to do really yep. um, so yeah yeah, no, the um, checking out the Codec Moments podcast and doing their hashtag Codec Momentum challenge um, for the year is definitely a good motivation, particularly whenever you know you're up against um, people that you talk regularly to on Twitter um, and things. Uh, yeah. just, just to get a little bit of a competitive um, sort of spirit going into it yeah. um, is good fun, so it is. And yeah, it does. It's There are so many games, you pick up so many, and in reality, you're not necessarily giving them the love that they deserve. Yep. And even for all the ones that I've got, you know, doing the Hiroshima now, I'm going to be going back through PS1, Saturn, Dreamcast, GameCube, even onto the Wii, um, and sort of going back and playing all those games, um, plus the ones that I already have on Steam and stuff as well. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the year and uh, giving a lot of those games the love that they deserve. And ones yeah. that I know people have critically uh, raved about that I just haven't got around to either playing or putting the time into. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Yes, definitely. Uh, 
Uh, so, Stu, um, I know you're doing the year of shame, so you can't actually buy any games, but is there anything on your 2018 radar that you're particularly looking forward to or have got your eye on? I know you've got a bit of a, a wild card uh, on the year of shame for something you can buy, but is there anything that you've at least is piqued your interest that you might be looking forward to? There are probably quite a few games, um, not necessarily the big hitters that will be coming out for the consoles and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for anybody that listens to the show, know that I am sort of uh, a, more of an indie darling lover. Um, <laughs> so I am. So yeah, um, PC Gamer have recently put out a sort of a list of the games that they're looking forward to. So I'm just going to sort of quickly run through. Um, a lot of the ones that are coming out uh, sort of generally indie-wise. Uh, first up there is Ublet, which is a very cutesy-looking uh, farm simulator where the crops actually can grow and include like little adorable monsters um, and things, and the little girl that you control in it um, just seems to have a wonderful personality. I've been following the sort of the production of it and what have you on Twitter, and there's been sort of regular gifts and updates and things, um, and it just looks lovely. Cool. Another one that's coming out and is actually currently out in um, early access at the minute is They Are Billions. This has been out for maybe about a month, maybe, maybe a little less. Yeah, not it's long. It's like, yeah, um, like a real-time um, strategy, sort of going, harking back to sort of the sort of Command and Conquer days and things like that. So yeah, um, with a little bit of sort of steampunk um, thrown into it. Looks fantastic. Um, still in early access with a proper release coming sometime in... Uh, 2018 and surprisingly expensive as well for an indie game i think it's sitting at about 24 pounds or so um salty yeah a little bit but for anybody who likes their real-time strategy games and what have you 24 pound is probably nothing um because they're buying things like you know civilization and what have you um and people are sure even the XCOM games um were coming out at what 40 odd quid or whatever anyway so it's currently 1949 ah there we go steam yeah yeah a couple of other ones then. Uh, Fugal, uh, which is a retro-styled sort of 3D art game uh, where you just sort of fly around as a bird. You can transform to resemble sort of various creatures around you um, in the environments and things like that. It's, again, one of those games that's sort of been kicking around for an awful long time. Um, currently in early access as well. It just The way it looks um, is an awful lot of its charm. Um, so it's uh, another one that we're looking out for. Mm-hmm. There are, let's say, I'll just run through names um, for a couple of the other ones. Then we've got Cube 2, um, which is the sequel to Cube or Q-U-B-E um, for the people who want to pronounce it that way. There's All Walls Must Fall, um, which is sort of an alternative future where the Cold War never ended. Um, and again, it's like a sort of a strategy, turn-based strategy game. Uh, there's the new game from um, the makers of Gods Will Be Watching, which is being published by Devolver Digital, which is always a good sign, uh, called The Red Strings Club. There is Sunless Skies, which is the sequel to Sunless Sea, um, made by Feel Better Games. Um, again, it's one of these sort of massive sort of games that has an awful lot of lore and everything behind it. And um, I don't think it's quite mm, uh, sort of multiplayer online, but there's People are basically playing in the same universe as you and there's maybe sort of little story arcs or whatever um, that all sort of intermingle with each other. Uh, there's the sequel to the classic Spelunky, uh, which is Spelunky 2 coming out. Mm-hmm. Don't Nod's Vampire um, should oh. be coming out sometime in spring. Yeah, that's on my list as well. Yeah. Um, looks like a fantastic RPG game where your actions uh, can affect the game. Yep. Um, so I think it's pretty much a free-for-all. You can kill someone behind the bar. 
<laughs> but then if you get a mission to go and speak to her, then it does alter the, the how it plays out mm. and different things. And um, and like it says in, in that little synopsis there, that it's a flu epidemic and then you're also a, a vampire and, and different things. Um, it's been on my radar for a while now. I think, was it announced late 2016? Um, it could well have been, yeah. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, I think that one's actually technically been delayed because I think that was due at the end of uh, last year. Mm. Um, 2017, I think we mentioned that in our sort of um, mid-year uh, review roundup um, of games yeah. that were coming out before the end of the year, and that was definitely one. So that's obviously slipped a little bit, but slipping is never a bad thing as far as I'm concerned. No, and don't not know how to do story as well. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, that's definitely one to look out for. Uh, there's the long-awaited sequel to Super Meat Boy, which is Super Meat Boy Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two uh, Warhammer-based games. Uh, there's the sequel to Vermintide, so Vermintide Two will be coming out. Yep. It's yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's yeah. Ver- Vermintide is one of those games where you can just sort of join in. Um, it's online with other players and things, but I've never really had any hassle. I don't necessarily have voice chat or anything on, but. You always feel as if you're helping the team, even if you don't necessarily know what you're doing. Just go Um, and it up and leave. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Um, Yeah, it's just one of those ones that it's good fun to sort of just um, go in and start playing. Yeah. Um, There is a Warhammer 40,000 game called Gladius Relics of War. So the 40, uh, 40k universe gets a 4x game. Um, this one is set on a world called Gladius Prime. So there's Ultramarines, Orcs, Imperial Guard, and Necrons Ooh. all compete for it. And yes, there are hexes. Uh, so this one's being published by Slytherin, um, who also brought us the turn-based strategy games Sanctus Reach and Armageddon. Uh, so yeah, a new Warhammer game will keep Andy happy at least. Yep. Um, Mount Your Friends 3D is coming out sometime in early 2018 as well. Uh, for anybody who has played Mind Your Friends, it is an absolutely ridiculous kind of reverse Jenga almost with um, very scantily clad male characters basically climbing on top of a goat uh, to try and reach the highest position with players basically taking turns uh, to keep moving up as high as they possibly can. And the last game that um, I've really been looking out for um, is called Forgotten Anne by Throughline Games. Um, I played this back at EGX Raised in March last year, um, then caught up with the main developer, um, Ingvi, at EGX in September um, in mm-hmm. 2017 there. And it, the game is just looking phenomenal. Um, for anybody who knows uh, sort of Studio Ghibli um, films and things like that, they will sort of recognize the uh, the similarity of the art style and everything in this. It's a 2D um, sort of platformer, um, but it looks stunning. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. And that is probably the one that could break me for year of shame. But <sighs> I'm, I will wait. <laughs> so well. Um, but yeah, no, that that's phenomenal looking. So it is, and uh, has a really good, uh, well written story going on behind it as well. Cool. Uh, so yeah, really looking forward to that. Lovely. Um, for myself, obviously. Vampire or vampire or however you pronounce it, vampire, vampire, vampire or vampire, vampire? either, or. yeah, whatever, vampire. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that um, a way out, mm-hmm. um, which I hope EA don't <laughs> up, uh, which <laughs> it's is EA. the yes, the world, yeah. Well, I know, yeah, <laughs> because it's the like co-op thing where you've got to escape prison and stuff. So mm-hmm. it'll be a a loot box to be able to use your legs or some oh, shit. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it looked really good what we saw at E three. So I just hope they don't. 
mess around with it too much. Yeah. Uh, the new God of War looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Interesting to see where that goes. That's the one with Kratos having a beard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And his son, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man looks really good again. Mm-hmm. I'm nice to get my hands on that. Um, I saw something from uh, the developer, I think it was today on Twitter, where they are doing a, a play test at the minute. So that could be out sooner than we think. Ooh, I'm not sure if there okay. is a date for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with millions of other people, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yep. Looking forward to that. Skull and Bones, if it actually releases this year, mm-hmm. which is from Ubisoft and the, the pirate uh, game. State of Decay 2. Be interesting to, to get my hands on that. Days Gone, which looks another zombie game. It's mm-hmm. a bit of a theme here. Yeah. Uh, Anthem. Again, I can possibly see that being delayed, but we'll get to that in a bit. Yep. And Playground Games have a, uh, a new venture uh, with an RPG game, which is rumoured and there has been a few potential leaks that it could be Fable 4 that mm. they're doing. So very interested with that. And hopefully a Pokemon game on the Switch. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there'll be loads of other games that will just come out and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And different things. We'll see. Um, there's a game called Gravel coming out, which is another rally racing game. Oh, okay. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Which I think's due out February time, which looks really, really good as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm sure I'll get that because it's a a racing game and why not? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have had a submission in from Andy uh, on the show. Just I've got a couple of ones that he's looking forward to. Um, He says in his notes that three of these are copied from last year's show of games that he was looking forward to, which probably says an awful lot about the games industry and delays happening. Yeah. So the first one is Kingdom Come Deliverance, uh, which is an RPG set in the medieval world. Uh, it doesn't have monsters to slay, slay um, so who would have thought, yeah. Um, the Bard's Tale 4, um, he's hoping that they can make this a good game and keep that sense of humour, um, referring then back to the, the PlayStation 2 version. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, enough said. Uh, he also mentioned then Warhammer, uh, Vermintide 2, God of War and Spider-Man as well. Lovely. Um, so what we're going to do now is move on just to the a recap of the predictions that the team did uh, in 2017 um, and how many points we got, so how many dings or how many mm. uh, in true tradition <clears throat> we got. Uh, so um, we'll take it away with Kev. Um, so he put uh, about cutting down the confusion of quite frankly baffling online services. Nintendo will close down the Wii U services in an attempt to push people into buying the Switch despite it being um, out of stock, potentially being out of stock. Have they shut down the Wii U? No, that's definitely an... <coughs> he kind of very, very loosely. Um, they All they have done really is shut down Miiverse, um, which yep. was like their own little sort of um, social network and what have you. But no, the Wii U is still up and running. Um, in fact... Up until March this year, you can still buy Wii points and we'll still be able to um, purchase things on the Wii eShop until I think it's sometime in 2019. Um, so yeah, yeah, Nintendo seem to be supporting those systems quite a bit um, yeah. and they're certainly not in any danger of shutting those down, um, at least for the next year for the Wii anyway. And the Wii U will be a good bit after that, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. And then he went on... To something really ridiculous. Uh, Microsoft revealed Project Scorpio and will be 8K Ultra HD and it'll have a 4 terabyte hard drive. The downside of this, of being forward looking through, is that it will now run 
uh, on static electricity. Fans needed for a constant supply of balloons and long hair. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not even slightly. It is 4K, and yeah, yeah, for it not to ship with a four terabyte hard drive seems a massive oversight. Um, I yeah. think a lot of people are even struggling with the. Is, was it a one terabyte drive that it um, did ship with? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with the 4K textures and things, and even an awful lot of people going digital, mm-hmm. uh, those that one terabyte has filled up uh, very rapidly for an awful lot of users. Uh, it's not too bad. I've got three terabytes in mine. Mm-hmm. Got two externals and an internal. Oh, okay. Um, and I've got almost a terabyte free. Well, that's not too bad. But so that's, it's not too bad. Yeah, that's still a fair amount of hard drive space yes. uh, already attached yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, he's put, after the reveal of Project Scorpio, Sony will rush to release the Pro Plus, exclusively available through CEX, before they admit that they are... Uh, they've made it fall foul of the Len, Len, Lane's Health? Lane's Health manufacturers of Pro Plus tablets who successfully sue them for copyright infringement. Ah, that makes more sense. <laughs> I read some of the stuff Kev puts down sometimes and I'm like, what? <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that was, I think Kev was smoking something there. <laughs> <laughs> Quite Too much port. Yeah. Although in saying that, the way CEX have been, and particularly with the Switch and things like that, and even the the Xbox One X, uh, sometimes it's felt like the consoles have near enough been available exclusively through CEX. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for my predictions then, um, I said that Shenmue will miss the December 2017 release target. Uh, there will be tears and much gnashing of teeth from certain parts of the internet. I was proved correct on this. In fact, there has been very little coming out about it. There's been, I'm part of the Kickstarter campaign, so I get the odd email um, about little updates and things like that, but there hasn't really been anything significant coming out about that as yet. No, nothing. The second one then that I had was there will be an HD remaster of Shenmue 1 and 2, and will be released, but only on the Xbox One and PS4. Uh, unfortunately, I was wrong about this as well. There had been sort of vague rumours and things about potentially re-releasing them, but there hasn't been anything con- concrete as yet. And even sort of the vague rumours have died, died down to a near silence. Yep. And my final one then was Sony finally announced the end of production for the PS Vita. <coughs> I don't think they technically have yet. Still. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so that Bizarrely. It's ridiculously hard to get your hands on one mm. <laughs> properly from a an actual retailer um, unless you actually live in Japan probably otherwise you're getting second hand ones and things or sort of third party dealers and things off Amazon and things like that when the any of the ones that are still boxed and things are going for ridiculous prices so yes, it's really hard to get your hands on a new one but they still haven't announced that production has stopped uh, which is very strange yep um, I had a couple of bonus ones which won't be counted for scoring purposes. And <laughs> uh, I said there will be no new VR hardware um, will be announced for either consoles or PC. And um, that's technically right. There's been no yep. new headsets announced. No, no. They, it's one of them. I think it's uh, Oculus um, are possibly teasing a resolution change uh, for potentially a new model um, coming out. I think it's in the next week or so. Um, okay. A potential announcement could be launched, but certainly there hasn't been any other new hardware or anything announced. No, and I guess the, the Sony one was updated with a pass-through on it yeah. for HDR, but pff, it's not exactly new. It's just a... 
updated version. The only new thing would potentially be the fact that Microsoft seemed to be sort of switching around and going to the sort of mixed or, or extra reality or whatever that they're talking about, um, yep. which is sort of a mixture between obviously virtual reality and um, sort of general reality using sort of pass-through um, cameras and things like that and screens. Um, so that's gaining a little bit of traction, but not a huge amount has really been said about that as yet. Another one then was that Sega will finally realize that money is good and release all the console exclusive games they have published previously on Steam. Um, the one example I put in here was Vanquish, and actually that came true. Um, mm-hmm. And I suppose Bayonetta has been released now as well on Steam. Yeah. So, But apart from those two, nothing else has really made its way um, onto Steam. Um, I also laughingly put in that there would be 32 new Warhammer and Warhammer 40k games um, released throughout the year. That probably did happen, <laughs> but nobody paid any attention. Yeah, probably not quite a 32, but yeah. Yeah, you should have just gone with 40. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Schoolboy era. Exactly. Uh, moving on to uh, Mark's predictions, uh, he said that the Nintendo Switch will exceed launch sales of the Wii U and the wider gaming audience will understand what is more than they did on the Wii U. Nintendo will continue to announce a strong lineup of games coming to the new system in the next year or two. However, a steep price for the system, accessories and eye-watering recommended retail price for the games will mean that it will not be a runaway success that Nintendo hoped it will be. It will continue to be a luxury console that caters to those who really want to play Nintendo exclusives. Semi-right. He's got half a point. If, if he hadn't have put in that however, he definitely would have got a full point on that. Yes. It's exceeded the Wii U sales in nine months. It's sold 10 million units. Yep, it's been the fastest selling console in the in America since the Wii. Is that right? Uh, well, no, I think ever. Um, I think they pegged it as now. Oh no, I think the Wii was wasn't the Wii the fastest one. Oh, it could have been. I thought uh, the way the headlines and whatever were worded, it sounded as if it was the fastest one. And it has got a really really strong lineup. It suddenly gained a lot of traction towards the end of this year. Yep. Um, kind of after Eurogamer, uh, we all said that we were a bit baffled at Eurogamer that. Mm-hmm a lot of devs were using it and walking around with it and it's such a fantastic concept um and yeah mm. it's it's ridiculous even andy on codec moments has got one i mean who'd have thought it the playstation boys have got a different <laughs> console <laughs> oh no the joke about that is the fact that andy picked it up just after christmas so he did so he basically had like six days to try and build a library before he did his year of shame yes yeah unlucky <laughs> and then he went on to say that his other prediction is this may be wishful thinking uh, but i think we may begin to see the demise of the season pass and the complete ubiqu- ubiquity yeah that word uh of paid dlc um and he goes on for a little bit to say about how other games are doing it for free such as overwatch and title 2 um and different things <laughs> No, not really. It's a yes and a no. So Battlefield, uh, Battlefront 2, sorry, doesn't have a season pass, mm-hmm. but then that's been riddled with loot boxes. So it's kind of, I think the season pass is eventually going to go. I think Call of Duty will always have one. Yeah. Um, but other games are starting to not do that. But yeah, the loot crate thing has just taken over, I think. So rather than having that, we're now getting riddled games riddled with pay to win. Yeah, basically just little microtransactions that go on to fund the development of any sort of um, additional content and things like that, which 
is okay because it means for the community that the people with the most money are technically funding expansions and extra content for everybody else within the community. But unless you have those people in your community to start with, the chances of you getting any new content or what have you are very, very slim. Yes. Yeah. I uh, and then finally, um, he's put that publishers may start to take more of a risk with new IP again. Uh, last year, saw a massive drop in sales from Dishonored 2, Watch Dogs 2, Titanfall 2, Call of Duty, Infinite Warfare. Uh, compared to previous installments, if new IP like Horizon Zero Dawn, For Honor, Days Gone, Sea of Thieves, Detroit Become Human and Vampire, Vampire, whatever we're calling it, <laughs> sell well, providing they're actually come out this year, which most of them did apart from, well, Days Gone didn't, see if these hasn't, Detroit hasn't, and Vampire hasn't, so half of them. Yeah. Then maybe we'll see a start to see publishers deciding to take some risks uh, and invest in new ideas. Yes and no. Mm. I'm trying to think of new IPs that we've had. I suppose we've had the Ubisoft, the Mario Rabbids one, which came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's a new spin on an IP, mm. I guess. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a, a, a sequel to that mm. fairly soon. I know there's DLC to come out for it. I think there's a few things in the pipeline uh, for new IP coming out. So we'll kind of have to wait and see. We've got that, is it No Way Out that I mentioned earlier? Yep. And and a few other bits and bobs. So we'll have to wait and see, yeah. I guess. I'm not convinced I would give them a point for that. No. I don't think the bigger developers and things have been canny enough to come out with new IPs. But no. a lot of the indie developers and what have you obviously are. Um, coming out with some fantastic games. Yeah. I think, again, the big developers always just go back to picking up ones that sell and the fact that, you know, Star the new Star Wars game was basically canned because EA didn't have the faith in it for uh, normal consumers and what have you to enjoy a linear storyline mm-hmm. um, in a game and them obviously wanting to push it down to sort of more big campaign multiplayer games and things like that, which are obviously the ones that are easier to push uh, microtransactions and what have you into. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Adam's predictions then from last year were that the Scorpio is to be way more expensive than anyone expected. Um, he pegged it as about $500 plus um, and support VR from day one. Uh, not sure what camera will be used to track headset after their hasty dumping of Kinect. <coughs> a little bit shy of the price um, yep. and certainly Microsoft haven't really announced anything VR wise no. for the uh, the Xbox One X um, or even pushing it even down to the Xbox One S um, which could potentially handle it as well. Um, certainly the, the dumping of the Kinect um, has happened or went apace. They've basically stopped manufacturing the extra little controller um, dongle or whatever that you need um, to get it connected up to like PCs and things or even some of the older Xbox hardware mm-hmm. um, as well. So yeah, that's just been dropped completely. Yep. Um, Nintendo to not backtrack on any of their bizarre online stuff such as their social, voice chat, via phone app, etc. Yeah, he's basically got that right. Yeah. Um, there hasn't been anything new announced as yet and the fact that Nintendo haven't even announced what the current online setup for the Switch will be um, whether or not it's going to be a paid service um, or any details about a paid service um, coming down the line. Maybe we'll get that at some stage. Um, it's sort of vaguely rumoured for some time this year, but as yet with no concrete details. Um, he also then said for his third choice was that Mario Odyssey would get delayed until 2018, but Pokemon Sun or Moon HD re-release and a SNES Classic Edition um, on the Switch would fill the gap. Nope. 
he got that wrong. Mario Odyssey did come out and has done very, very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as yet, there hasn't been a Pokemon Sun or Moon HD re-release, at least on the Switch. Um, Pokemon Sun and Moon Ultra did come out on the 3DS, and you could argue that, well, technically they did um, re-release Gold and Silver um, on the 3DS now as well. But yeah, no, he got that wrong because Mario Odyssey didn't get delayed. Um, and then finally, I've got my predictions, um, which are a little bit interesting. Um, so uh, Forza Motorsport 7 will be in, uh, I've put maybe a different title, but who knows, but they didn't put anything extra on it. Hmm. And it would be 4K compatible, which it is, yeah. or was once the this uh, Scorpio came out. Compatible with that, uh, with more tracks and cars than ever, which it has. And it's on dual format, like it was Horizon Zero uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Forza Horizon Three. I'd like, and then I did go on to say that I'd like to think they don't embrace the uh, licenses a bit more, which they haven't. They've basically completely chaffed that game up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the announcement at E3 uh, or before at a motoring show, but it was at, at E3 that they announced the game, um, and I think went on to say that formerly it was a Ford, uh, normally a Ford Ferrari or Lamborghini. So I guessed a Ferrari. Although I think I did guess at some point that it was going to be a Porsche, which it was. Mm-hmm. and Grand Touring will be on it to replace Top Gear which it wasn't so <coughs> don't really get a point there because mine was quite a spray and pray <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't get any of these right actually uh, I put the Pokemon Sun and Moon would come out on the Switch mm-hmm. and that would be announced at E3 which <coughs> nope they're doing a I think a separate Pokemon game aren't they from what they've said they are doing a Pokemon game on the Switch, but they haven't said... There hasn't been any concrete details no. or anything yet, and I really hope that Nintendo just swerve everybody and just release Pokemon Snap 2. <laughs> you would keep going on about that, but you won't be playing it anyway. So. <laughs> well, yeah, this is true. Um, and then I put that Division will announce Season 2 or Year 2, <coughs> which they didn't do, um, but I think they might do it this year. There's been a few rumours. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Andy's predictions then were that the Scorpio would be released at about £500 plus, uh, followed by an internet meltdown and then MS to do another about face. <coughs> that didn't happen. It was, what, 450 Uh Yeah. 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 Uh, he says, more hate as people take things they shouldn't too seriously. Um, things that need sorting out in the games industry don't get solved. That's way too much of a scattergun approach. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> No points for that. <laughs> no. Um, yes, that did happen. But no, you're not getting points for that. <laughs> That's like saying FIFA 19 is going to come out next year. That's the no. Um, he says Nintendo about face of some sort, either on price or game packaging um, in or online. <coughs> and no, they Nintendo haven't done that either. Um, he says more games developers will get shut down. Well, yes, they did, but... <coughs> Yeah, that's going to happen anyway. No. <laughs> um, and most of the games mentioned in the show will be featured again in the LGR 2018 <laughs> preview. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's potentially true. I'll give him half a point for that one at least. Uh, so the scoring then is that Adam got one, I got one, Mark got half a point, Andy gets yeah about half a point, yeah. and uh, Kevin yourself get nothing. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. The games industry is just really hard to predict. Anyway, starting at the start of the year, none of us predicted the amount of ridiculously good games and critically well-received games that did come out. Yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. I think as a whole, the industry has had a very, very good year. Oh, gotcha. Even with all the negative points um, that have come up in the news and things like that. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is the resurgence of Nintendo. Yeah. I think... 
personally, I, I had the Wii, didn't get the Wii U, um, and I thought that they're, they're although they've got some really really great IP um, that will never go anywhere. I didn't know if we may have saw the a time where Nintendo may have just focused on creating games, mm. but for the Switch to come out and it be the massive success it has been is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, for for the consumers and and for the industry, mm-hmm. um, and put a lot of faith back in them as a company, which which is great. Absolutely, and as you said um, earlier, just the amount of developers that we saw at EGX in September, who had games either available currently on the Switch or at least coming out on the Switch. Yep. And with them having their own, you know, hardware and things like that, even completely separate from the Nintendo stand as well, even just within the EGX raised section. Uh, the amount of people that were showing off games on the Switch um, was just very, very good to see. Yeah, yeah. And I think that from what I gathered from um, one of the uh, developers or a few of the developers that we were speaking to is they're quite generous with dev kits mm-hmm. for the consoles, Yep, which is allowing these indie devs to A, put a lot of games on it, but also you know, get going with it and give them a, a little boost. Yeah, um, I know some, some other companies are a little bit reserved, um, about who they let have dev kits or, or who they let mess with their system if they like. Mm. Um, but from what I gathered, it was it was quite easy to get them from Nintendo, which I was shocked at because easy and Nintendo don't always go hand in hand. Yeah, I think previously um, it hasn't quite been that way. I think they improved a little bit with the Wii and a little bit more with the Wii U, and then but they've made a, a massive impact um, with the Switch because of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, so let's move on to our 2019 predictions, uh, which would just be another random spray and pray effort. (laughs) Absolutely. What's your predictions, if you've got any? Top three predictions. I still think that Shenmue 3 won't be released in 2018. Um, I think we will have to wait until at least 2019 before that comes out. I also think that it will be Andy Brown on the Year of Shame that breaks first in playing his Joker uh, for the 2018 show. Oh, name and shame. What game do you think he'll break on? Have you got a a genre in mind? Could it be a Killer Switch title or do you think it'll be, um, I don't know, uh, Sniper Elite 5 or something? (laughs) Possibly, or... Oh, it could be Stranger Brigade that we played at um, Eurogamer. That could be a good possibility. Or if IO Interactive um, oh. possibly put out some new DLC for Hitman. Yeah, or a new Hitman game. Oh, yep. yeah, good call. <laughs> I, I think that would probably, that would break him, so it would. Yep. Um, as for my third one, I will say that Sony still don't acknowledge <laughs> the existence of the Vita and don't call a timeout on production of it, or at least announce it officially. Lovely. Uh, for me, um, I'm I'm going to go with some possible obvious ones, but hey ho, uh, Anthem will be delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's due out. I think it's September time, maybe. Yeah, like quarter three, else. quarter yeah. four, something like that. I think that'll be delayed till next year. Easy. Um, same for Skull and Bones. I think that'll be delayed as well. Um, looks great, but I, I lose my confidence when a game's only announced at E3, and mm-hmm. then it's meant to come out the same year or the following year. Red Dead Redemption will be one of the biggest selling games of September. Sorry, one of the biggest selling games of the year and will launch around September. 
That's mm-hmm. two for the price one there. Yeah. A way out will release with loads of microtransactions and completely kill what could be a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forza Horizon 4 will be done potentially by another studio or might not even happen this year. Ooh. The reason for that is Playground Games uh, have said that they're doing a more of an RPG game. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're allowed this, but I've put Playground Games to do Fable 4, which Fable yeah, well, 4 is potentially happening. They're doing an RPG game. Could potentially happen. Yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, there's heavy enough rumours possibly circling at the minute. So, yeah, I'll let you away with that. Uh, Pokemon will come out on the Switch and will be out in September. I'm just going to throw that date out there. I like September. Ooh. Okay. And then... Why not? Let's have the division um, will be uh, have a year two or a, a follow up division two. Mm-hmm. Don't know where it's going to be, but I'm not going to go that bold. But yeah, definitely a division two. Uh, I too will pick Andy Brown to break his year of shame. <laughs> and it, I think it's going to be Stranger Brigade that's going to going to break him. Okay, interesting. Okay, um, from the team then, we have another submission from Andy, whose predictions are that most of the above games to be mentioned in the 2018 preview um, will basically get delayed until 2019. Yeah, maybe. Uh, He says that the loot box battle um, will continue um, with potentially government intervention to happen. Um, Certainly there has been uh, sort of petitions and things like Mm. that, and it's been sort of under investigation by the Gambling Commission, etc., um, certainly different countries are looking at it in different ways because it does come down to it is a gamble. Yes, okay, you are getting something, um, but it's a gamble about what the odds and what have you of getting those are. And even certainly with sort of lottery tickets or scratch cards and things, you know the odds um, of winning anything on those whenever you buy them. So they might go down the route of potentially publishing the actual odds on getting something, um, but we'll wait and see. Yeah. He reckons Nintendo will release new hardware in 2018. It's a bit fake. Oh yeah. What kind of hardware? <laughs> uh, new controller, a, I don't know, a screen protector or something for the Switch. I'm not sure I'm going to let him away with that, but we'll see. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it's potentially viable either unless they come up with a new something or other to replace yeah. the 3DS, but I think the Switch has done that anyway. Yeah. People go bananas about Nintendo's online service, but not in a good way. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. There's obviously still more information to be um, sort of announced about that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll wait and see. Um, it's meant to be quite cheap, though. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see how how crazy people go and what they're actually offering. Because if it's a service that's the price of EA Access, which is about three, four pounds... Yeah. And yeah, okay, might not be great. Then I'd I'd happily give them a buy on that, mm-hmm. just because. Well, you're not charging a lot for it, so I know you know you know don't pay something for something that's crap. But if it's not as good as the other services, which hands down I can say now it won't be as good as PSN and whatnot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Uh, and the last one that he puts in is that more games developers will get shut down. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Andy. Bit pessimistic. Yeah. Rebellion saved another developer today. They did. Yeah, they bought out um it was the Oliver Twins um current studio. Yeah. Um so they did. Um and yeah, it'll be renamed as a Rebellion satellite um studio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh is it like Rebellion North or 
Yeah, something like Warwick that. Warwick or yeah. something like that. So yeah. it's not, yeah, okay, they're being rebranded, but nobody's losing the jobs that I, I saw. Yeah. So um, that's the good thing. Yeah, which is wicked. Yep. One other prediction then from Kev on the team is that he is looking forward to the 1st of January 2019 so he can buy games again. Um, obviously with them being on the Year of Shame. And we had one um, listener input, which was from Gavin Irwin, also won the Year of Shame this year. And he's looking forward to EGX and seeing what games he won't be able to buy until the 1st of January 2019 as well. Yeah. Um, the pair of them, I know, are both very much looking forward to Red Dead Redemption 2. And depending on when that drops, their jokers or gifts or whatever means they can use to get hold of that game uh, will be used. Yep. Yeah, don't blame him. And we could put another prediction in that at least myself, uh, y- yourself, um, and Kev will be sat in the bar at the atrium having a pint of Guinness at some point in <laughs> September. <laughs> um, yeah, more than likely. I'm, uh, I've not concretely sorted out anything yet, but yeah, I very much hope that I can make it there this year again as well. Yep. Yeah, should be good fun. Uh, so that's it for this episode. Um, it's a fairly brief one with just the two of us. Mark's got man flu and everyone's busy trying to cope with snow and babies and other stuff. Kev mentioned something about lube and PSVR. No idea what he's on about. <laughs> um, so yeah, Kev's in a, in a closet somewhere trying to not come out of it um, and keep away from any games that have come out. Um, so thank you very much for joining us on this episode uh, don't forget you can follow us our, at LapsGamer on the Twitters uh, you can follow myself at Corn underscore Wolf and you can follow Stu at at Saintly Stuart beautifully done uh, don't forget uh, we are trickling out our uh, Game of the Year blog posts uh, which feature the uh, 6 through to 10 categories mm-hmm. uh, so don't forget to go and have a look there um, hopefully and they will all be out by the time you hear this oh yes yes yeah, yeah they'll, they'll Should be, be. <laughs> uh, and don't forget uh, obviously with our now fortnightly schedule there'll be more posts on that which we will tweet out when they're out yes. uh, so until next time uh, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me goodbye bye <laughs> Bit of pub singing for the. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth.